Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of the book of Ephesians, specifically Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 28, which reads, Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he teaches from this passage in today's portion of this week's message entitled, Walk in Truth. I talked to a man many years ago. I was just getting started in ministry, and and a guy came up to me after church one day and said, "I, I want to tell you what happened to me this week. He said his boss... Um, had um, promoted him. And I asked him, well, I said, congratulations, what's going on? He said, well, um, I came into the back room where whatever this thing was, where he worked, and uh, there was some cash sitting there in plain view in an envelope. I think it was about $1,200. And and back in those days, that was worth, you know, $1,200. It's a long time ago. (laughs) Nobody was around. And uh, as a matter of fact, the way that it was, he wasn't expected to be there. Somebody else was expected to be there. So if he took the money, A, nobody would know he did, and B, another guy would get blamed for it. Well, it turns out his, his boss arranged that circumstance. And when my friend brought the money to his boss, his boss said, thank you. I've been thinking about promoting you. I thought that I could give you much greater responsibility within this company, but I just needed to make sure. I can't promise you earthly rewards like that, but I can promise you that God is infinitely bigger than that earthly boss. Oh, and by the way, He's omniscient, and He sees and He knows, and He knows not only what you did or didn't do, He knows what you thought about it. He knows what the temptation was, and He sent His Son to die to make you a new creature. Now, this is one of those verses that we can read, let him who steals, steal no longer, and we know that that applies to everybody we can think of. People shouldn't steal, but it's here, and it's in His Word, and it is written to Christians. So, Are you willing to let the searchlight of God's Word shine its light into your own heart? Might this actually apply to us too? Do you ever steal? Like, oh, snitch something from your employer? Ever rob your employer of time that he's paying you for to be productive and you're not being productive? What do you do when a cashier gives you too much change. How much effort do you put into finding the owner of a lost item? Are your, are your ethics the same when no one of the human ilk is looking? 
Now, this passage presents an alternative to stealing. And I think this is ultimately the point here that he would have us to emphasize. The alternative to stealing is, in our language, a four-letter word, work. He says, he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good. Labor is another Greek word translated that you might just know a little bit about. It's the word kopiao. You ever heard copious? Copious, very detailed, very diligent, very thorough, very complete. It means working with great effort, growing weary by working with great effort. He says, instead of stealing, trying to see what you can get away with, work with your own hands, laboring. Now, work with your own hands means work for yourself. You, it's not somebody else's responsibility to take care of you. It's your responsibility to take care of you or your responsibility to take care of your, of your family. I had somebody tell me one time that this means that God especially blesses manual labor because he says, performing with his own hands what is good. And, and he actually made the comment that, you know, like that guy's a banker. He doesn't do any, he doesn't work with his own hands. He just pushes buttons and pushes papers and signs things. No, the point of the emphasis is own hands. You are responsible to labor in order to take care of you and those for whom you are responsible. Doing it is not a matter of whether it's physical labor, it's doing what is good, honest, productive work. That's what's good. So that he will have something to share with one who has need. Ah, now we're getting somewhere even further here. This is one of the reasons for working as a Christian. One reason for gainful employment for Christians is to be able to share with those who have legitimate needs. God blesses us so that He can use us to be a blessing to others. A very good reason why God multiplies some people's wealth is because they're really good at sharing it with other people, and they, and they love doing it. I don't know about you, I, every time I read something about Ukraine, it, it, it breaks my heart, and I, and I pay attention to what all the news I can find about what the Christians are doing in that. And, and every time I read the article and there's always that box that says, click here to give now. You know, that, that, that's part of why God has given us what we need and even more than we need so that we can share with someone who has a need. The standard is the same. Hard work, with your own hands to take care of you and those for whom you are responsible, and in order to be able to share. You ever think of your job that way? God intends for it to be honest labor that benefits people, that you give your employer a solid 60 minutes for every hour you get paid, and He designs for you to be able to share with what He provides you. Now, it might be sending a lot to a place like Ukraine. It might be just might be just taking care of a, of a neighbor who has a need. It might be noticing that somebody in the body of Christ has a need and you, and you just quietly take care of it. That's His design. He's teaching us how to uh, walk in truth. And as I said, that's one, two, and three of seven, uh, compa- uh, seven commands, seven imperatives in this passage. We'll see more later. It's going to get very personal in verses 29 through uh, 32. Let me close with some encouragement and exhortation. It's from uh, 
one of the bright lights of the latter half of the 21st of the 20th century rather in um, American evangelical evangelicalism there was a a conservative resurgence in the Southern Baptist Convention in the late 20th century and the one of the human leaders of that movement was um, Pastor Adrian Rogers he spent the last 33 years of his ministry in in uh, Memphis Tennessee uh, to be sure um, Brother Rogers would be heartbroken at the current condition of the Southern Baptist Convention to which he devoted so much of his ministry. He served as president for three terms there. But uh, I ran across this, and it reminded me, I can, I can hear, the, hear the voice echoing in my head. Um, I heard him preach from this passage in Ephesians. And even though he's been dead now for about 15 years, his radio program airs right after mine. I've actually heard him uh, a few times recently. We preached on Ephesians 4, and I heard him make several good applications, and I, I thought I'd share them with you, um, just as I could not do justice to Paul Twiss's beautiful British intonation of, you can't just exhort the imperatives, you have to exult in the indicatives. I, I can't give the right southern twang to this, but be encouraged. What do you do with these things we're being told to do here? Well, you understand that because I'm in Christ, this is how God wants me to walk. Here's what Adrian Rogers said. He said, it's better to be divided by truth than to be united by error. It's better to speak truth which hurts but then heals than to speak falsehood which soothes but then kills. It's better to be hated for telling the truth than to be loved for telling a lie. It's better to stand alone with the truth than to be with a multitude in a lie. It's better to succeed ultimately with the truth than to succeed temporarily or with a lie. And then remember about we belong to each other, we're members of each other. He tells this little story, if I found myself in a church which does not uncompromisingly preach the truth, I would saturate that place with my absence. I like that. But someone answers, all my roots are in that church. Grandma is even buried in the cemetery behind the church. Well, I can promise you that with what Grandma knows now, she would get up and leave if she could. The point is, we belong to each other, and we are the people of the truth. Let's live that way so we walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which we have been called. And let's pray. Father, thank You for Your truth. Thank You for calling us to Yourself through Your Son. Thank You for these exhortations that remind us, not that this is how we curry favor with You in hopes of one day being redeemed. This is how we, through our lives, proclaim that we belong to You, that we are redeemed. Father, please Deal with us in our hearts by Your Spirit that we might stop short of saying those things for which we need to apologize, that we might seek to esteem others more important than ourselves, that we would understand what it means to never let the sun go down on our anger, that we would learn to hate those things that You hate, love those things that You love, and to stand for them in the truth always. Have your way with us to those ends, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.